This is your favorite character sucks with John. Oh, we're going, we're rolling. Matt. And Brandon. A podcast where we look at characters in our favorite books and decide which is the best. Well, not just books, right? Movies, TV shows. Any form of media, really. Yeah. Right. How does one determine? How does one determine media? How does one determine what the best character is? Well, with our extensive literary knowledge and a level of confidence possessed only by an American man, we can we discover, can discover, discover the, answer the answer to any question. Before we begin, my conscience would not let me go on without first saying that this podcast has assumed you are familiar with the series being discussed. If you haven't read, listened to, watched, or gone on an acid trip that has revealed to you the plot of the series under discussion, then you should stop listening now until you've read or watched whatever we're talking about. You have been warned. On today's episode, who watches The Watchmen? Well, we did, and we also read it to inform this discussion. Brandon, you were not here last time. But we started a tradition. Wait, are we started? I wasn't here. Yeah. I don't think so. I like how you're always, literally, there's multiple podcasts where he's like, Wait, is it a tradition if you've only done it once? It is. Yeah, no, I think tradition should <laughs> I think be you more gotta do it a couple of times yeah. before it becomes a tradition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is let the tradition become. Naturally. Let it, yeah, yeah, give it space. Just to keep grow doing it and we'll learn. figure it out. If exactly. So the tradition is. It's not a tradition. Introduce our guests. This is a thing. Before we have our discussion, oh, yeah, to that's actually say we should have done from day yeah, one, but yeah. Um, so uh, we're here with. Uh, well, how do you want to go? You introduce yourself. Who are you? Matt Campbell. Don't say your last name. I, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but we have well, two Matt, so we have two. Distinct that is true. That well, he's sexy Matt, and this is sexier Matt. Sexy ear mat. So, yeah. so we will address you. I'll it. say, all right, sexy mat and sexy ear mat. Yeah. I'm glad that you get to call your brother sexy mat. That makes me. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. we're here with Matt, uh, our guest today, who. Uh, Matt's on every episode. I thought you were a regular. I'm episode. the only true regular. That's we're here with Matt fair. Campbell. What's, you, what's you, weird is I'm the only host. You're the first one to miss an episode. So. Wait, which one did I miss? Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, true. You were sick. Uh, a very something. important one. I was there in spirit. Yeah. Um, we're here with Matt Campbell. Who has read and watched and just rewatched The Watchmen? I rewatched it last night and then half of it this morning. Like the full thing last night and then half again? No, no, no. Half of it last night. Oh, okay. And I got too tired. Uh, oh, gotcha. I took a whole bunch of notes too. And then That's... while I was walking out of my door, I put them on my counter and I left them at my house. That is also how I watched <laughs> the film though. I get to the part where Night Owl and Silk Spectre 2 start fucking in the, the yeah. fucking Archie. And then you take notes? Oh no, then I nut and I go to sleep because I'm too tired. Uh, and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, all right, we can continue from here on. Okay, okay. Because I mean, that scene is so long and uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about that's That's the first thing I want to talk long about. Long and uncomfortable is a theme already so far in this episode. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> our, we, we, we've all watched The Watchmen. Some of us have read The Watchmen. And, Some uh, of us have watched and read The Watchmen. And so who wants to do their opening statement? It isn't. You start off because I don't even know who you're picking, so you start it off. Okay. That's true. You don't know. He still doesn't know who you're picking. He still doesn't know. This, this guy's a piece of shit. You see Do you want to order first? Or you want me to order first? All right, give me a second. <laughs> okay, so what are the characters' names again? Um, so uh, and this is one of those films where we don't know any of the actors. We're only going to have to refer to them by the yeah. characters' names. Jeffrey, Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the comedian is the character that I am picking. He is. That's the only uh, character you know, though. And the dude who plays Rorschach. 
Oh, he's in something. He's in Preacher. Freddy Krueger, he's in Preacher. Uh, I have not seen Preacher, but I was not aware that he, he plays like a new Freddy Krueger. Yeah, in the okay. All cool. He has a messed up face. He's also in The Tick. It's yeah, a little rude the, to say his face is messed up. The they picked him for Rorschach, and Rorschach is literally ugly in the comic book. Like, You're saying I, he's still got like negative charisma score? Yeah, I think, so. I think so. <laughs> so uh, I'm picking the comedian. I went between... I, I was back and forth between the comedian and Ozymandias, who are both heroes in the Watchmen world. So are you talking world. about you're picking the comedian like his hero identity? You're not talking about Edward Blake? Both. The, the, the character. They're separate. Edward Blake... All right. He's picking Rorschach, which is a completely no. Different we can't person. do that. We're not no, doing that. No, specifically one of the themes We're of Rorschach that. is that mm-hmm. the separation between who sure. he was. He, and he's like a guy that's on the street, yeah, yeah, protesting. No, but true. He refuses to that. go back to his, you know, yeah. human. Well, that's not that mask is. is his face. Yeah. No, but okay. to him, that says. is who he is. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Well, no, want he to recognizes who he was though. That's what I'm saying. Okay. He understands that it was due to Edward Blake slash. Wants to be that guy again. <laughs> I hope that's his actual name. It is Edward Blake. And also, Edward Blake is still equally a piece of shit in both. Yeah. I would argue that he is more of a piece of shit than the comedian. So, Edward Blake, the comedian, is who I'm picking. I was thinking about honorable mentions, Ozymandias. Yeah. Uh, both of them are I heroes. I would have done if I yeah. if mine had been taken. They're both heroes. However, they are the more effed up ones they're they're you know arguably villains at a certain point you know how where, where would you draw the line that's part of what watchman is right no, but I think um, those villains. yeah i think so but technically they would be called like heroes i mean that's that's how they get started ozymandias is like they're ha- both has a brand that part he is, of like the hero team, part of the, the watchman yeah i like to, to to think that the comedian edward blake i'm not going to say both every time but the comedian he uh first of all he's portrayed really well by uh uh, by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's always does a pretty good job with the characters he plays. But he's also one of the more misunderstood characters. Although he is, I think you can't walk away from it thinking he's a good guy. There's no way you could. However, as the story unravels, you find out that the relationships that he had with other people are not uh, what they seem in the beginning. And I think that that's kind of cool. I also think it's cool that he is sort of, he, he opens... You know, the book opens with his death being like what happened. You know, it's oh, yeah, the, no. the mystery is him. That as the start killed. of yeah. like the story is really sick. Yeah, I think yeah, it's pretty it cool. immediately. And I mean, it, the symbol of Watchmen, the smiley face with the blood on it, that's his. Mm-hmm. The film, doesn't it open with uh, it opens Mexico like, song? I can't remember. Yeah. Unforgettable. That's playing so, as yeah. they're fighting. Literally. Oh, great scene. The music actually does enhance The music it. does. Oh, uh, for the most part. Some of the songs, I feel like, uh, are distracting. Well, I was, in that particular scene, I love that. Yeah, it's I so agree. Good. I agree. Um, and that song is also pulled from the comics. That's one of the songs that's just randomly in yeah. the comics for some reason. Mm. So, yeah, the comedian, he also is the first one to really uncover the plot that eventually Rorschach gets a hold of. And... Uh, that seed is the catalyst for like the whole book, the whole story, the whole series of, or a show. So I think the comedian is a really strong character. That's what I'm going with. All right. Who's going next? You want to go mad or you want me to? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to get in a whole story because I'm about to talk to about the character. I hate it when he does that. Yeah. Um, I picked Rorschach because I just think he's the coolest character. And uh, he drives the plot, I think, the most. Um I mean, yeah. There's a lot of points at which he narrates this. It opens up with him, his journal, right? Like Coolest lines in the movie, I think. He does have sure. some of the most badass lines. He has good lines, yeah. He, like, yeah. And, I think coolest uh, character, maybe. Like, there's an argument no. for sure that he's the coolest character. They're way cool. Yeah, coolest costume, too. 
in my opinion. Man. Iconic. It's it stayed in the show. It's like the, yeah, one yeah. of the biggest symbols yeah. for the show, too. Well, it's because like when you think about the character. Oh, my God. Yikes, no, when you yeah. think about the character, like he, in a lot of ways, and even he says it in the book, he sympathizes with like Nazis and a lot of like right wing like ideologists. Yeah. Like that. That's just who I he is. You're saying Rorschach is an inso? <laughs> By choice, maybe? Oh, so he's a Valso. Valso, absolutely. <laughs> Valso. Cut that. We don't want to talk anything about. It. We don't want to give any more exposure to these people. It's just, it's just so uncomfortable talking about it. Just... Rorschach, though. So yeah, Rorschach. Rorschach. Yep. Very cool character. Yes. He's gonna want to go last. See Matt's going last. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing Doctor Manhattan. I'd say not just within Watchmen, but it's just one of my favorite comic book characters in general. Mm-hmm. I think he's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You were just mentioning the Superman archetype, but. This is like a much more interesting take on the all-powerful hero, I think. Yeah. One that doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so slowly starting to not care yeah. more and more. Yeah, because by becoming all-powerful, he's mostly lost his humanity. Yeah, mm. true. But some of his most interesting moments are when the humanity still shines through, I think. So, mm. I, yeah, I think he's just a, a much more complex and interesting character than someone like Superman. Yeah. Who well, is Superman. Just very one track mind. Superman is a god shoved into a superhero comic book. Mm. Well, Doctor Doctor Manhattan. Superman, well, in defense of Superman, which I would never do, but he is a product of his time. That's true. He too. came out literally so long ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was the first. But superhero, so Doctor Manhattan is a god that exists within a comic book and does not adhere to and like, also the rules of a superhero. Doctor Manhattan I mean? also just isn't as strong as Superman. You think? Yeah. I, I mean, which, it, which there recently so, which was a... also makes Superman lame as fuck, but... Why? Couldn't Doctor Manhattan just, like, create kryptonite? Uh, we, can't get into, we can't get into this. <laughs> can't Superman just destroy kryptonite? I mean, you know, Superman is Superman. <laughs> well, all he just needs is the... The problem with Doctor Manhattan is he never had, like, a so, childhood growing up in, in Kansas. If Superman is your favorite character, yeah, that's the then your favorite character sucks dude like, i cannot wait for, i cannot wait for the justice DC, league yeah. the justice league we're so not doing superman yeah. purely so i can so it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be justice league well i will pick superman yeah because superman is right. not an interesting character you heard it here first guys <laughs> don't hold me to that watch that justice league <laughs> or do hold me to that <laughs> or listen to it so dr man okay and i would say i think his sort of like creation story is interesting the mm-hmm. fact that it's like scientific experience. Well, the only creation story that's true is Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden. But you're saying he has a creation story too? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, he's going <laughs> to then go off to create his own Adam. He is actually, yeah. yeah. He says he's going to go start his own universe, which he canonically does not do, right? In the Watchmen series. No, but he does. In he does. The... Oh, okay. Couldn't you just uh, make it so that Superman was never born? You'd imagine. No. That's one of the things about Dr. Man. He cannot oh, affect he oh, events. Yeah, because he... He only sees them simultaneously. Yeah, because he, because they're present to him. Yeah. The future is present it's to him. It's not present to him. He exists simultaneously. He says everything's it's predetermined. predetermined. Yeah. But he says he th- it's all happening to me at once. So exactly. it's it, it's happened. Like, it's, the future has happened. So if he's doing something, it's because he's seen that that's what he does. Yeah. He can't change... He can't, like, make changes. Is that it? Is it just that's what time is and he can't do it? He can't well, change it? Or he says. Is he because not he changing perceives, by choice? Because time. what's the quote? He says, like, everyone is just a puppet. He just happens strings. to be able to see the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still doesn't have any doesn't more have control, any control over the universe. Dr. Right. Man, cool character. Who's the Not best? the coolest character. Mm. So I know this is going to sound fucked. Well, coolest doesn't mean best, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, the try. best character. Not ready. Dan Dryberg, the second Night Owl. I, I like him. I, I actually... You, you were saying it like it's going to be a curveball. I, I, I enjoy hate, him. 
I think he's insanely lame. He is a, yeah, a, he's so okay. he's literally a dweeb <laughs> okay. to the like ninth degree. Yeah, I have he's a, literally yeah. impotent. But, yes, but he's in his forties. He is so necessary for the story. Yeah, and he's like basically the only thing that like anchors. He's a superhero going through a midlife crisis. It's not even the midlife crisis. I think he's the only like human. Well, yeah, he's the only he's normal. normal. Spectre. He's the only normal Spectre guy. Spectre is a human, but. She was born into like that family of she, superheroes. She's like a yeah. She's like a celebrity child. She's like a pageant. yeah. She was yeah, forced she like into that mom, that role. Yeah, which is pretty cool. The second night owl. He's the only thing that anchors yeah. them to humanity, really. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a cool character for many reasons. A giant dweeb. <laughs> I, I hate him so much, but I think he is actually the best character and one of the main characters of the Watchmen series. Oh, for sure. So he gets a ton of screen. He's definitely time. main. Yeah. Well, and he's also portrayed really well. What's the actor's name that plays him? I we don't know. I, I that guy's in a lot of good. No, he's good in everything. He's, he's in, in that new. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm he's Midway. He's in that Midway. Oh yeah, he's Aquaman's brother, right? Is that right? the same dude? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, he was also in that uh, one movie. He's uh, in with, Hard Candy with uh, Hard Candy with Ellen Page. Oh Gage. man, he's in so scary. scary yes. Ooh, I watched that with yeah. your with your brother and Tyler. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. does Ellen Page right? I was so surprised because when I was rereading the book, when you Google Hard Candy, you get images of Hard Candy. Not the movie or the show, but sense. like I candy. Absolutely. I was reading the book mm-hmm. and watching the film. He did a really good job of just being Patrick Wilson. Patrick, yeah, Patrick Wilson. He does a good. He does a good job. Such like it does a good job of being lame. He makes the character better. I think the character was already written pretty well. Like he's sort of written to be that dweeb because yeah. he's just a regular dude. Yeah. But we'll get into all that later. Best character for sure. Okay. Most human, most relatable. We'll be right back after this exciting news about a new Alan Moore project. In the 1980s, Alan Moore changed the comic book world forever with Watchmen. He gave us a more human and realistic version of superheroes that fans still hunger for today. That's why Alan Moore is back with a new hero. Not the hero that we need, and not the hero that we want, but the kind of hero that would exist in the year 2020. His name? Reedman. Reedman follows Timothy Reedman, a middle-aged balding man who works for a life insurance company. We watch as Timothy Reedman goes to work, assessing risk, processing claims, and adjusting rates for his customers. We then see him take the subway from work to his therapist's office, where he works through a crippling anxiety that many of us can relate to. You see, Timothy Reedman has powers. He's arguably one of the most powerful men in the universe, but panic attacks and doubt keep him from doing anything. We watch as page after detailed page of therapy reveals why Timothy Reedman is so crippled by fear and anxiety. We see him work through this anxiety and fear. And then, in the end, we see him at home, watching the news, still grappling with the same fear and anxiety. Read the book that's being described by the Washington Post as boring. One New York Times critic proclaimed, Oh, so we just watch him go to therapy and there's no villains or crime being fought or anything? I guess there truly is nothing left to explore in comic books. Grab Alan Moore's Reedman in 2020. Alan Moore, I think we do need to talk about him because what? because people who know Watchmen and maybe they like Watchmen. I mean, I guess you would know who Alan Moore is if you like Watchmen because it's such a well-written piece of work. 
And but also I you know I forget how many things he's done that are also just freaking amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't like his only. Yeah, either. V for Vendetta, yeah, Alan Moore. Yeah, we were talking about this. Um, didn't he do League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I think yeah. I was looking. Yeah. I found that. Yeah. That's also a very. I mean, the Swamp movie wasn't Thing. great, but it was fine. Swamp Thing was yeah. like an iconic graphic novel. I think the he did the uh, he did the Killing Joke. He did the Killing Joke. I think that's what which inspired arguably one of the best superhero movies of all time, which is Batman: The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Okay. That is inspired by Alan Moore's work. Decent I think flick. <laughs> He won an Oscar. Heath Ledger won an Oscar for that. And, Oscar, uh, Aaron Eckhart is fucking Two-Face, man. It's such a good movie. Anyway, I Alan Moore that. is a not only an amazing uh, writer, but also prolific. And yeah, what he's doing with Watchmen is freaking awesome because he's saying like, well, let's pretend that these superheroes are more real. And like, what would they be like? And that's I think that's really cool. It's like the first take on like the gritty... Yeah. Superhero. Saying Watchmen was the first, not the first gritty, gritty but it is it is the first gritty reboot of. It's a really good one though. It's sure. I think it's stands out. I mean, it was eighties. No, I'm not even talking about the movie. Eighties was the age of yeah, gritty. No, I'm just talking about yeah superheroes. Well, eighties yeah. was the age of the grittiness. I think it was one of the first, if not the. I mean, it was. I don't know. If it I was can't the think first. of any other examples. Yeah, I mean, you know, people say that like sure, people say that it was a turning point. Do. It was a turning point whenever uh, Green Goblin kills Mary Jane. No, kills um not Mary Jane, but um Gwen. Gwen Stacy. When Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy, people are saying like that was like a turning point. Like mm-hmm. the uh, that was when the comic book agencies like finally comic book uh, companies like stood up to the uh, what are they called? Basically like the government that was saying they couldn't you know publish stuff like that because it was for kids. And they were like, no, we can adults might read this too. Like we can make adult comics if we want. And so yeah, I think that was people. But not adult comics. People largely We're talking about comics that are for, super for adult. Media. Yes, yes, yes. When you say an adult comic, not, yeah, not a Tijuana Bible, which is mentioned in uh, Watchmen, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, uh, when I grew up in Pasadena, I would go to uh, like it's just more personal information. I would go to kind of stuff. I would go to markets with my friends uh, who lived on the street with me, actually next door to me. They lived on the street. They lived on the street. With we you? all lived on the street. You also lived on <laughs> we were the street. Homeless. This is news to me. <laughs> so anyway, their mom would take us to uh, to like the market, and and uh, there were always Tijuana Bibles like all over the place, and Pretty much every time we would go, it was like, hey, John, let's go. And it was to steal a, like, Tijuana Bible and Can take it. relate to this sexy man? Um, he was younger. No, I can't. Sexier. <laughs> sexier. Not even mad. Yeah, just yeah, there's no point. I'm just going to call him sexy. Yeah, we yeah, know. Yeah. Sexy and sexier. <laughs> but the re- the listeners might get confused and think you're talking to me or Nobody would ever confuse me. Nobody <laughs> Maybe Brandon. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway. Um... So yeah, Alan Moore. There it is. That's all I want to say. Is he, he good writer? Really cool. Yeah. Um, so I was talking was to Matt before about Rorschach, and so we were saying so wait, Doctor Manhattan. About Rorschach? Yeah, we will. Doctor Manhattan was so inspired by Superman. Now? We can talk about whatever, dude. This is around Robin. That's right. It's open. Doctor Manhattan was inspired by the Superman type of idea, right? Like a super powerful guy, but what would he really be like? Is what Alan Moore's doing? Like Superman. Rorschach. I said Batman is That's who he's now. But what do you think? Because Matt was well, also. I, I said no too. The question. The question. I mean, yeah, obviously, there's. They both wear masks. No, the appearance like, is basically oh, the same. Hundred percent. The question is but, exactly the same. Was the question a thing back then? Really? He's the one with the blank. But was yeah. he a thing back then? I know that. Don't fact check. But us. yeah, I'm no. Pretty sure. Yeah. He's tweet like, us. Tweet us at do YFCS not tweet Pod. Us because I'm a hundred percent incorrect. YFCS Pod and let us know if uh, the I question predates is Rorschach. like Batman with the mental illness that Batman should have. Right. Right. Much, right. This is mean? yeah. Like. 
And we need to give a shout out. You you, you sent that video, Alt Shift, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Alt Shift X. Alt Shift X on YouTube has yeah. a really freaking awesome analysis yeah. of the comic and the characters. But mm-hmm. so anyway, continue, continue. Yeah, and that's what he says in the video. He's like, yeah, he's like Batman. Yeah. But what kind of person would be Batman? Yeah, someone who's nuts. yeah. You, you have to be mentally ill yeah. to. That's what I was saying. Right? To give up your life, but in, you're. Yeah. Why don't you think yeah, so? Though you're, you're saying gonna... just the Playboy stuff, like the Batman that that. The, yeah, the personality even, yeah. is just not enough to make it I where you're like, no. Yeah. So the question, yeah. the question uh, is first awesome. appeared in Charlton Comics, which is what Alan Moore wanted to take those characters directly. Ah, so the appearance is so probably is. directly just yeah. from okay. that. So. so at YFCS Pod, tweet us if you know if the question predates uh, So basically, don't tweet us anymore, bitch, because I knew, even though I didn't know. <laughs> I'm all my fucking comic book shit. We want people to engage with our social media, man. Not if I... I'm just correct. Okay? I'm just right. Subscribe to the podcast, please. And it feels so good to be vindicated so quickly by myself. Rate, review, and like it, please. We need your support for for no reason. Rorschach, appearance based on the question. Yeah. A lot of modus operandi based off of Batman. Yeah. But if you were actually mentally ill. Which arguably is. When Alan Moore does the killing joke, yeah. He has some... When when Alan Moore does the killing joke, when Alan Moore does the killing joke, he compares Batman and the Joker saying that they both have a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when you remove the one thing that Batman won't do, you get Rorschach. Which is kill? Kill. Rorschach will kill. Rorschach becomes Rorschach after making his first kill. He messed up. Yeah. A few people in that movie. Because Batman's willing to like torture and do all this other like morally questionable stuff. He just won't kill. Yeah. So Rorschach, I think, is a good character because I think, yeah, we do see, we hear the story from his voice quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but then he's also complex because of his backstory, like why he is a superhero. Yeah. So his mom was a prostitute. Yes. And an abusive one, too. Like she was abusive to him. In the, in the, yes. Yeah. In the yeah. movie, it shows he like walked in, I think. On Which ever we said before, hurt people hurt people. But yeah. Her having sex with this guy and then she just comes up yelling at him I should have had the abortion and smacks him in the face yeah and, yeah. yeah so crazy past but is that even crazier than like is yeah, it I would say yes I'd rather have no parents than one that beats the shit out of me and he's a prostitute <laughs> I mean okay first of all that's disparaging of people in the sex industry there's nothing wrong with being a prostitute I didn't there say is something wrong with, with the child something abuse. wrong with yeah. so let's focus on the child abuse because I don't feel like well, I don't want to marginalize yeah. people in the sex industry because I think that's yeah. fucked up but yes Obviously, there's something um, wrong with the child yeah. abuse. Nobody's so, arguing that. Then he he's unsettled by a woman being murdered in New York and like nobody helping her. Or yes, right. And that was like based on real events. Yeah, that's the thing that's cool about Watchmen, and also a lot of Alan Moore stuff is that it there's so much like touchstones with reality that it feels. I think he's trying to like C.S. Lewis. He's thing. trying to get us yeah. into it, you know, where it's like it feels you know like it's going to be real. Yeah, I mean, touches on real life. The Vietnam War is like a big part of Watchmen because mm-hmm. you know it's Vietnam shows... War and the Cold War. Yeah, both the Cold... extremely relevant. Oh, the Cold War for sure. That's the whole point of Watchmen. Is that I would say that both of them. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, you know Russia or Soviet Union at the time and the United States are close to the brink of is like a nuclear Soviet holocaust at the time when you're referring yeah. to the Watchmen universe, or is it just yeah. the Soviet Union? Could yeah, who knows if it'll ever break up, you know, at the end. Has it broken up on the show, do we know? I don't think there's been ever talk yeah. about that specifically. Yeah. So, um Rorschach, uh and then he what is what happens with that the kid there's a kidnapped there's a, kid. Yeah, that's what a girl kidnaps. That's yeah. when he that's when he kills Kovach and becomes Yeah. So he's a hero. That was the first time he kills. 
He's trying well, he's to be like this guy. a Batman. good detective. He's trying to have that role. Before that, that's when he was like working with Night Owl, the second yes. one. And then Dad he Robert. discovers like cloths in the fireplace from the girl, and then the dogs in the backyard chewing her leg. Yeah, just apart. like the depravity. And as soon as he saw man, that, I think he that's just, when he just he loses snaps. it. Yeah. yeah, he kills the dogs, yeah. throws them through the no, window. No, that scene at is insane. Guy. Oh my god! And he comes in and just uh, and then just meat yeah, cleavers that meat cleaver, and then. In the novel, he doesn't even... He burns yeah. the house. Right, right. But then I was he, seeing that, too, when I was looking at it. He up. handcuffs him to the, like, furnace. Yeah. And hands him a hacksaw. Burn, burns the house down. Hands him a hacksaw and says, if like, you want to get out, you have to saw your uh, yeah, Which I think, I think I like that better. Yeah, of Because course. to me... No, awesome. but, but to me, that's more of a transition. Because... I don't kill people, and then I'm going to murder you with a ha- with a with a butcher's mm-hmm. knife. That's a little different than I'm going to leave it up to whether you can escape or not. That's still kind of the character well, yeah. sort of negotiating it's with himself. Between, yeah. It's like yeah. uh, well, the movie has to be. I, you can see the character like going it. home and being like, yeah. "I didn't kill him. Yeah. I gave him the hacksaw. He couldn't get out. It's not on. It's not on me." He says specifically, you, know "You don't have time to saw through the handcuff." And then he says, "So that oh, implies that you have to go through the arm." Oh man, yeah, god dang. So he had an out. Yeah. But that's Obviously, more fucked up, I think. No, well, he, right? told, he tried to tell him. He tried to help you. Like, you're not going to have time. You need to do that. He was giving him tips. <laughs> tips and tricks on how to not <laughs> how to escape from a fire. Yeah, well, he also waited out yeah, for an hour at the front to make sure nobody came out of the building. I mean, in the, I think in the movie, he just straight up says, like, you need to, to be put down like a rabid dog. Yeah. That's just true. That's so more Rorschach than it was of. So um, but that's so he's got, got a rich, he's got a rich backstory, I think. And, uh, he says he says humans get incarcerated, dogs get, get put, put down. down. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what the quote. So is. he's he's changed his mind. People who do these kind of things are not human, human. anymore. They're, yeah, I'm not going to see dogs. them as human. I'm going to dehumanize yeah. it. Oh wow, man, such a well, good fucking yeah. character. It's fucking God amazing. dang, it's Alan Moore is so good at writing. It's it's, it's some great it's spooky. Quotes. So the other like thing it. that Alan Moore did was he, you know, and again, I I was reminded of this. I knew this, but I was reminded of this when we watched that review video by Alt Shift. What Alt Shift X? Alt Shift X is that. Each character has a different worldview and approach to be fighting crime and being a hero and kind of thing. And then uh, that's really neat because, like, as we're reading this book, we all have different perspectives about what's right and what's wrong. No, we don't. We all are meant I to have the same perspective. That, I, would, well, I would say that most of us in this room share a pretty common perspective on right. I'm saying that there are some people who might yeah. say, like, Erica, for instance, sides with Thanos in, in uh, the MCU. I feel like there are some people who would be like, Ozymandias that's who, yeah. saved the world from exactly. a nuclear holocaust. I mean, that's Just when I first watched it. the movie, I thought that. Too. And also, in the movie, can we talk, let's talk about the different endings. Because I think there are good and bad in both versions. Well, let's, well hold on. I want to talk about Rorschach. Yeah, okay. What You said they all have, like, different views. I think Rorschach is the only one, besides Adrian Veidt, who constantly pushing for justice. Not even just justice, but just refuses to compromise. That's, yeah, exactly. That's his thing. That's, he doesn't care true. if he dies or so Rorschach whatever won't compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Adrian Veidt won't compromise, but it just Dr. Turns Manhattan. Out but I would say that sort that, of a hero by like necessity. Like I have these powers. People want me to do something with them, so I I just do them. But I don't care too much, right? Well, at the beginning, I'd like to think he cared. Certainly, well, he, he was slowly. But you, you see slowly, like he. Goes from being a man to just whatever he becomes yeah. to become Doctor Man, a being beyond humanity. Yeah. So I mean, he, I feel like at the beginning, certainly wanted to be, maybe not a hero, but like helpful. Yeah. I mean, he I think up, he wanted to be helpful. Well, I think that's how he sees it. I'm helping you so guys. So this is going to what you're about to say. Yeah. But I think the ending in the movie, it sucks. What is I, the one in the movie? Versus okay. It's so not so as good. so the one in the book, the flaw, they're the positive and the negatives. Okay. Positive, I think it's more interesting. I think it's more like Lex Luthor villainy, which is what Alan Moore was going for. It's less realistic, okay? What are you but talking about? He has these people, scientists, geneticists, and artists, stuff like that, creating a creature that looks realistically like an alien yeah, to no, make it an alien invasion. I think that's great. 
Um, but some people, some people shit on it. They're like, oh, that's silly. But it's a comic. It, it, Alan Moore's trying to say this is realistic, but it's still a comic book. You know, it's still a superhero comic. It's yeah. still a superhero comic. And so anyway, and and the flaw I think is he teleports it to New York and blows up New York, and that gets everybody half off of New York, yeah. half of New York, and that gets everybody on board. In the movie, they have multiple cities Major going up all around the world. Through. I think that's smarter. However, they try to pin it on Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. They make it an image. Ozymandias makes it an image of Doctor Manhattan appearing in all these cities and blowing it up, which I think is bad for two reasons. One. It forces Dr. Manhattan to leave because it makes him, like, either he leaves or he stays and he becomes the enemy of the world. Um, well, either way, he becomes the enemy. Anyway, either way, but then That's if the he stays, he has to do something. He has to fight or something, so he leaves. So that kind of forces his exit, where I like in the book how he gets to choose. Well, I was like, going to say leave. the opposite, actually. Okay, what were you going to say? Because you think his exit needed to be forced? Well, this shows me that he still has some humanity because he's like. I'm willing to take this burden upon me mm-hmm. for the good of humanity. Yeah. Whereas in the comic book, it's just like, oh, I don't care about you guys at all. This sucks. I'm just leaving. All right. Well, here's my so other... I feel like he has a more of a connection still to Earth. Well, he wants to go back. That's, the, that's debatable for sure. I think I see your point. But here's the other major flaw. Dr. Manhattan works for the United States. So then Dr. Manhattan blows up every city around the world... Who's the world going to blame? I feel like that would just make Russia or Soviet Union even more pissed off. But they can't do anything because it's Dr. Man. But he's gone. Yeah, so nuke the United States. Why would you help the United States after their hero just blew up all the world? But even they lost several cities. So yeah, I think the, United States the, also the, the idea is just that he went rogue. Okay, but the U.S.'s hero goes crazy and does this. Okay. I, we were going to blow up the United States before. Why are we... Ha- yeah. what? Now their weapon went haywire. Oh, good. For, you know, should have happened. You were playing with fire. You got burned. Good. Well, another big thing about I that feel like that would unite humanity. I feel like an outside force is what would need be needed to unite humanity. I mean, Doctor Man is an outside force. He's no longer human at that point. Right, but he's an inside force because he works for the. But US. still, one obscure alien that you've never seen in your life showing right. up and destroying one city. No, but I, I think, think there's a lot more. more than one city. That seems like more of an obscure threat. Whereas this being that you know is a superhuman weapon is now chilling on Mars and just watching the planet. Like, that's a very active threat that you know exists. Uh, sure. Your, well, all right. Let's get back to your favorite ending sucks. Uh, <laughs> where we just debate shows that have different endings than the books. And we, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Tweet us. Let us know what, which ending do you like the best. Which one makes more sense to you? But They both I don't also, make any sense. Okay, really? Yeah. So you hate them both? No, I think they're, I think they're both bad. Well, they're both, <laughs> I think they're both very limited solutions. And that's why I think... You know the best solution? I think is? even though Ozymandias was trying to be utilitarian, I think he's still pretty short-sighted. Yeah, it's utilitarian. He's he's saying, I'll kill a few to save many. Yeah, but it's such a... Yeah, it prevents that war. It's also, then, did the ends justify the means? Yeah. What happened after? Yeah, know, like, that's not gonna, that threat's not going to go on throughout human How are you going to help... People are going to move little, on yeah. and start fighting about stuff all over again, which is what's happening in the show. Correct. Right. Well, that's just one take on what could be happening. I mean, I guess like, it's they're not going to. The entire world is not going <laughs> to live in one take, happy. The take. Like, <laughs> so they're not going to be united in peace for the rest of human history because of this one. Yeah, you'd have to keep having aliens invade. Yeah, every, exactly. Every yeah. couple every of decades. Every ten years, just show back. Yeah, yeah. Again. little squids, like little baby squids or whatever. To remind, that's true. Yeah. Every, well, there you go. Then randomly, it just rains baby squids. Well, there you go to remind them. Hey, this, this threat's out there. That's that's all you got to do. But it doesn't stop them. No, Nobody's like scared of those squids. They just get in their cars. In fact, it's not even war. It's just they've regressed back to just freaking <laughs> well, like fighting over a race. Let's talk about my yeah. honorable mention then, Ozzy Mandy's, because that's his whole plot. That's his whole thing. The ends just by the means. Utilitarian. That's what I'm going to do. I'm a hero by doing this thing. He's that, also like Batman. 
with Batman Sacrifice, a few to save many. Well, that? he's just only the like rich ass. Oh, he's also super intelligent. Really right? smart. But that's why yeah. he's, he's literally like, the he's smartest, smartest man. Smart. That's why yeah. I said Lex yeah. Luthor, though, like rich genius. Yeah. So, so Althor yeah. does it himself. You know what I'm saying? He's got all the yeah. athleticism and the powers of Batman. I really think he's cool too because uh, in the Alan Moore way of making the character realistic, he's fucking monetized his image. Like he's like that's what would happen. In the capitalist world we live in, well, if someone became a superhero, Silk Spectre did, and then just amped it up. That's by, like, true. Uses, yeah. Well, and Silk Spectre is like, the, like we said, the child actor, the child of celebrities. Well, I meant the thing. original Silk yeah. Spectre. Yeah, because they're the first ones to take the superhero image and then monetize that in some way. That's gotcha. what created the Minutemen, or whatever. Is the, who's the worst character? I I think Silk Spectre is the actual Silk Spectre is the Silk Spectre is pretty and boring. I really do. I like her subplot that's going on where it Silk turned Spectre too. So Spectre 2. I like her subplot that's going on. Um, I think it is interesting that she's like the um, pageant child and that's kind of cool because that's an interesting like what would happen if a superhero had a child would they make their kid a superhero? uh, I think that's cool too. It's very like 80s in the fact that she's just like a vehicle for the... She is. Alan Moore doesn't do much for the female characters really. I mean, she wasn't given... You can't blame her because... They're prostitutes. They're rape victims. They're the children of rape victims. She wasn't given as much like... So let's... let's, Yeah, let's talk about Alan Moore. (laughs) Like she's basically a good writer, but not great for women. Just an Asian for like Doctor Man to connect with humanity. An Asian, and, yeah. yeah, an Asian, an agent, an agent, <laughs> an agent for what? For Doctor Manhattan too. Well, yeah. Doctor Manhattan and Night Owl too. Yeah. Oh wow! Too, right? yeah. Because she's the object of their affection. Yeah, not, yeah, and that's how he finds like Dang. who he is again. Yeah. Wow! And becoming like Night Owl. Yeah, she also is, is excited by becoming a real hero, you know, and, and fighting crime for. I don't real. think so. They they have sex almost immediately after that. Like, oh, you mean like they the only way he excitement. could have sex is yeah. to fight crime yeah. first. Yeah. That's his Viagra. Yeah, that's uh, reasonable though. Night out. So literally, like you know all that testing. He knows he wants to get intimate in the night, so he's got to go and like beat up some criminals in the before. Night owl. Yeah, night owl. Yeah, Costume. he's got to go beat up some criminals beforehand. Yeah, he's pretty lame. Yeah, I feel bad for Silk Spectre. So Specter and the other problem is we talked about great actors portraying the characters. Patrick Wilson, Night Owl, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan for comedian. The actress that portrays So Specter is a bad actress. I don't I, even remember. I have rewatched the I don't movie. I think she's bad. She's forgettable. She was in a few things back then in that time. And I remember each thing that I saw her in. Like she was in a comedy with Ben Stiller. And yeah, I remember I that's the one hated I think that about. movie. Was it Heartbreak Kid? Or? Heartbreak yeah. Kid or something like that. And I, I watched like terrible movies. I hated that movie. And then see, literally rewatched the movie. It is jarring. The scenes with her, yes. The scenes with her in it are jarring. Like it's, you feel like you're watching a movie, and then you see her, and she's like, "Hey, what's up, Night Owl?" And it's like watching a person walk into the scene. It's very weird. So you think she's the part that makes the sex scene really uncomfortable? Well, the sex scene's supposed to be uncomfortable, but I think she is. (laughs) No, oh, you're oh the second time. The first time that he's impotent. Yeah, that's supposed to be. No, the second time it's extremely uncomfortable. I think it has to do one with like the duration. She yeah, is he not. Literally lasts like three minutes. I'm like, no, okay, it's, it's, yeah. I was all right. With She's this. not a good actress. It didn't um, bother me. I got no beef with you, whoever you are out there. I think, <laughs> I mean, not bad, but not great. Uh, indifferent, really, towards the performance. But like I said, I'm indifferent towards the character as well because I feel like the character, like, do you blame Hayden Christensen for? Yep. Partially. You blame Partially. Him? I don't think so. Partially. I don't think it's his fault. I think the writing was pretty bad. Oh, the writing, but. The ideas. <laughs> the, Yo, he was the one driving. Yeah, he was actually back there with the, the writers. Yeah. He said, you know, I think this, this, this is the way to I go. mean, also, he was <laughs> cast. It's not his fault that he was cast, like, as Anakin. I have no problem with Andy Christian. Why, you like whiny Anakin, though? Which one? Whiny Anakin. Hayden Christian is whiny of, Anakin. There's a lot of instances of whiny Anakin. We're talking about child? Child Anakin was not whiny. 
Child Anakin was like pretty confident and hopeful and all that stuff and and he's like nonstop complaining. I will. The only thing I remember about Child Anakin is the scene where he's trying to repair his pod. His pod racer. That's all I think it's about. It's working! No, that entire movie is, all I can think about is pod racing. I'm pretty sure that's how that happens. Darth Maul. But Darth Maul fighting, fighting uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. Darth Maul is literally yeah. more forgettable than the pod race. I'm sorry. No. The pod racing scene is so Darth good. Darth Maul and the double-sided lightsaber is iconic. How could you ever forget hits such as uh, Ben Quadrinobi? <laughs> ben Quadrinobi. Sabulba no, always wins. I cannot forget Ben Quadrinobi because I played the Game Boy Color <laughs> pod racing well, game that. that had a AAA battery in the back and it vibrated when you'd hit the walls. And Ben Quadrinobis was my fucking boy. <laughs> I would race with Ben Quadrinobis almost every time. Because because he wasn't the fastest, but he was the most consistent. He was the most controlled. Great cast of characters and not really forgettable. Like, I could name all, so many characters. Alright, let's so save it for the Star Wars. Like, yeah, oh, Wano is such an amazing character. So wait, back to Watchmen. What were you even fucking talking about? Star Wars is just so much more interesting. I, I hate to say it. I literally hate to say it. No, we're talking about Silk Spectre. We're talking about how bad that actress is. Oh, that's why. We're talking about forgettable things. I literally forgot. Yeah, Silk Spectre. Okay, look. You forgot how forgettable she is. Yeah, it's not a good part. It's not your fault. But that actress is That's not how good. how wrote, yeah, but the actress didn't help. Yeah, no, not helpful, <laughs> but also, you know... You're like I said, I think Patrick Wilson, but, he gave a personality to Night Owl that I don't think was in the books. No, but. that's... The thing is, the problem is maybe... Like I said, I read it so long ago, and then going back reading it, I just automatically read everything in Patrick Wilson, Night Owl. Yeah. Which is that drab, like, sort of, like, Clark Kent aspect of Superman, you know what I'm saying? Just like a huge weenie. Because that's who he's supposed to, like, be. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to avoid spoilers for the show? Hell no. Yeah, for the show. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like uh, Silk Spectre and... We're talking about uh, worst characters. Silk worst I know. And Night Owl combined are <laughs> the worst characters. Yeah. No, Night Owl is They're cool. together through most of the movie. And they're both very lame. No, a lot of their the identity. Coolest thing but they, they are also more human. They're more close yeah. to us. No, they're the only thing that's the like, coolest thing typically they relatable. Did. Right. They're more relatable. They Rorschach from the prison. And he didn't really even do that. He well, could have yeah, no, got that, out. I admit himself. that is one of the cool things that happens to them during their arc is they've all retired or they've been retired, right? Uh, I guess the only person who chose to not retire was Rorschach, which is kind of cool. Well, he because never it was, they had to because it was illegal, right? I mean, they, but Rorschach it was against didn't, the yeah. law, but Rorschach they didn't, didn't have to do anything. Rorschach did. Yeah, you do what's right. He he killed someone, left it on the steps of like the the precincts or whatever, and says yeah. like it says never or some shit. Yeah, like which is never gonna back up. No, me, that is one cool thing about Rorschach. Me when I was seven years old with my friend, we knew it wasn't it was against the law to steal two iron Bible, but we knew what the right thing to do was. You know what I mean? Which was to what? I'd never. I've, I've not admitted guilt. So for read anything. the Bible after you stole it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Read the Tijuana Bible after you stole it. Yeah. Um, um, the prison scene is also one of my favorite scenes. Prison scene. I mean, not just awesome. the scene. The whole prison story. Arc. Yeah. The arc. whole prison arc yeah. where Rorschach's in that's prison. That's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole best quote in awesome. the whole show. What's the best quote in the whole thing? You love that. You yeah. what quote no, is it? Because you know it better. What quote is it? I can't even think. It's, it's uh, not even that good because I can't remember. It's all the prisoners are looking at him because he helped he's put someone in the, the lunch line. room in the lunch line. And he's in the line. Oh, and he fr- oh, he's, getting, he's getting pushed around and, sho- and stuff, shoved and stuff and he's made an assessment like, I've got to do something. I've got to let them know. And so, yeah, he, he takes the well, like... that. He's about to get shanked. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, he's about to get shanked. Someone had so like takes, a little screwdriver. He, he, takes, he takes the grease or whatever and he pours it on this guy's head and then he uses his tray to like beat, beat the crap out of some other dude, right? 
or at least significantly scars him, like burns him, right? I mean, there is his no face way your whole melting. face gets no, fried he's in bubbling oil and you do not die. Yeah, he's just You're on dead. his knees. What about that chick who's been on the commercials for like uh, drinking and driving or something? And she had like, don't ever remind me. That is one of my no, but you can be severely burned. You can be severely burned and still be alive. A, yeah, that guy. That dead. is that dude is dead. That guy's dead. First of all, this is in a prison. And YFC has pod on Twitter. Is that guy still alive? This, this is a, the guy who got fried and he's poured on. He's like, alive. Alternate like gritty world. He's dead. All right, 100%. tweet us at YFC has pod. Did they have the medical technology in the eighties to save that guy in a prison? In a prison, did die. I remember now because in the book, that's what sparked the riot. Oh, he said whenever that guy dies. The riot's going to start. So he does die. So don't right? tweet us. Because I'm always right, bitch. Tweet us a <laughs> But anyways, he... No one will ever tweet us ever. Yeah, he no. stops the guy from shanking him with the tray, hits him yeah. in the face, grabs the grease, then pours it on that yeah. guy's that is, face. It's that the is same terrifying. Guy. Okay. And, and then the quote... And right? then... Like, I've cooked bacon without my shirt on. Everyone, oh, every hurts. time I get hit by, like, Little, bacon grease, yeah. I'm like, ow, that really hurts. The, the security guards are dragging him away. And the actor who portrays him, we need to look up his name, uh, does a really great job, too. Um, Rorschach yells. Oh, the monotone Rorschach voice? That's you what I think of. Yeah, he goes, uh, he goes, you think I'm locked in here with you, but you're the ones who are locked in here with me. Does he enunciate all of his, he, yeah. he doesn't use contractions? No, he, yeah. he, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it but it's really well. It does sound like that. You know what you said? But it's great. It's a it's great like a line. to Rorschach and also, uh, the Punisher. That's a combination. Yeah. That's what that voice is. Yeah. No, and, also. Uh, and, uh, the singer for Nickelback. Yes. Who is the singer for Nickelback? It's uh, Rorschach. Oh, yeah, it's actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lily Rorschach. Look at this photograph. The actor that plays Rorschach is actually the lead. <laughs> Can you tell me what these Rorschach. blots look like? Yeah, on this photograph. Uh, um, Some pretty flowers. <laughs> look at this photograph of a Rorschach. Test. That part is awesome. <laughs> and then during the riot, that uh, big figure. I think that's the boss. Big uh, figure. It's such, it's such a perfect. It's such a perfect. His name is Big Figure. Like a little midget named Big Figure. Yeah, yeah, oh he's God. A Back um, from the night all this. And then they're it's trying to get out. in a cell, and it's just like that whole part is. Oh yeah, badass too. They're trying to get in there with yeah. a blowtorch, like messing. Guy reaches his it's, arms it's in, a, like, he ties uh, him off, and then they're forced to cut. It's his a arms saw in the movie. It's a blowtorch yeah. in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circular saw. Awesome. I think that's way scarier than a blowtorch because then they have to circular saw that his arms off. I think he like might light a cigarette with a blowtorch and then start doing, it, which is kind of a cool, uh, you know, image. But they have to go with the it's like violence and blood and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Prison scene is cool too, though. Awesome. It's like the tail end of Silk Spectre 2 in Night Owl 2 reclaiming their identities as heroes yeah. again when they go back to get Rorschach. But yeah. even then, Silk And then they fight their way through the prison. Yeah. Silk Spectre so, has doubts at that point about... So wait, so the law... By that time, Rorschach is already out, has his mask already, he's and just going to kill Big Figure in the restroom. The law is... But he's their convenient avenue of escape. Yeah, he's just like, I have to use the restroom. Yeah. And then he walks in. The law is preventing them from, from yeah, having... The law is preventing them from being heroes, and them not being heroes is preventing them from having a you know passionate relationship. So in the way that well, the law have, yeah. is preventing them from having a relationship, so Alan Moore was basically you talking about like misogyny. Love. He was yeah, talking about like gay you marriage. Can't love. He was talking about gay marriage. Yeah, you can't outlaw love. Yes. Yeah, well, also the only openly gay superhero got killed after getting outed in Watchmen. In what she was, she was a member of the Minutemen. Oh, which yeah, was I think. Oh, so yes. she got outed. And then a week later, got killed by someone. Oh man! Her and her. So, and there, oh, and there's a whole arc of uh, characters with pink triangles, you know, which is uh, represented the lesbian movement in yeah. in the eighties. And um, there's a whole that's a whole thing in Watchmen. So yeah, he does give yeah. voice to sort of gay characters and stuff like that. That's yeah. really cool, man. So there's one good thing he does for. I mean, I mean, it's just the babyest character, but I mean, it is. And, yeah. so, and from the previous generation stuff, yeah, I actually really like 
a lot of the heroes from the Minutemen, mm. even more than the, the newer generation. Yeah, movies. there's so many. Uh, there's great authors can give you nuggets of things, and you're like, man, I want to know. I want a whole story about that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The Hollis Mason, yeah. uh, like book, they give you like five chapters of it at the of the first theme mags. Yeah, and you're like, damn, I'll just read that book because it's like, that's when they were just people dressing mm. up or whatever. Mm. I think that's way more interesting, and they're not even like superheroes conventionally, like mm. Batman. Or like any of those guys, because when you think of Batman, yes, he is a guy. Yes, he has guys and stuff like that. Yeah. But when he fights people, he is not a human. Yeah. yeah. He is superhuman strength, Stronger, agility, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever like Hollis Mason, he's describing his first outing as the Night Owl. He said he almost got killed by some random drunk because he just pulled down his mask and he couldn't see very well. Yeah. And, like he's just a police guy mm-hmm. yeah, who decided he wanted to be a superhero for like personal, some selfish reasons and some not. But he's just a normal guy. And then Night Owl 2, Dan Dryberg, is just a continuum of that, right? Because yeah, yeah. Dan Dryberg is just literally – what was – he like graduated from like Princeton or something. He was inspired by it. Yeah. yeah. He liked he's birds. Like a Bucky, he's like a Bucky Barnes type character. Not even that. He was just a, a dweeb who literally oh, yeah, he's liked like, birds. He's in an ornithology. Ornithology yeah. and physics. Those yeah. are the two things he got degrees in uh, when he graduated. Wrote to Hollis Mason and said, hey, you're not using this anymore. Let me – Take over the mantle of Night Owl. That's, That's awesome. he's so lame. He's the worst character. He is no, but he is the worst character. But that's cool though. He's like a guy so more now. Who wants to? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember that. Who or wants to make it. a dip? Yeah, he's he's such a lame reason for coming here into ornithology. <laughs> And you're like, oh, well, he's a night owl, so that's why. Yeah. But he's also a huge fan. It makes of more sense than it makes more sense than Batman dressing as a bat. Like, Alan Moore's Watchmen was popularly known as the unfilmable graphic novel. Well, with the 2009 Watchmen opening to great success, and a Watchmen series now running on HBO, I think it's safe to say that the unfilmable graphic novel is totally filmable. That's why Matt, Bran, and I have called the people over at Guinness Book of World Records to show them the graphic novel we've created, which we assure is completely unfilmable. First of all, every character is giant with huge blue glowing genitalia. Good luck getting that past the Motion Picture Association. Besides the blue glowing characters, we've used a color palette for everything else that ranges from deep space black to puce. It's almost impossible to make out the scenery and setting. Still think you can make it? Well, the dialogue is also part of an alien language that cannot be translated to English, even in captions. And that's canon. And if you still think you can make a movie out of these strange characters, settings, and dialogue, then good luck finding the graphic novel. We only made one copy, and we left it in the trunk of a 1990 Honda Accord for over two decades. What does the original comic look like? No one knows but us, and we're not telling. Guinness, why don't you go ahead and put us down for the most unfilmable comic, and we'll call it a day. And even if you think about Ozymandias, he is not a human. No. No. He, they say that he, he catches, a, he catches bullet. a bullet. He literally, yeah. ca- that man catches a bullet? There's no, yeah, he's not a human. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It doesn't matter Whoa. if you're the smartest man. Yeah. Well, Jonathan could catch a bullet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <Jonathan, laughs> <Jonathan, laughs> I could catch a bullet. Exactly. But besides I Jonathan, Ozymandias. And that's what is makes the me hate Ozymandias. I love the way the character's written. Like, whenever they were talking, well, can I say? Nida was like, make, what can I say though, the smartest the and fastest man in yeah. the world, both smartest yeah. and best martial artist, but also and strongest man. Oh yeah, he just ices comedian. Dude, he, he <laughs> obviously comedian, it's a big age difference, but so. no, they but talk then about he how, beats how buff and strong comedian was at the beginning. They're like, there's no way this was just a regular. He's older though, right? and towards the end, he 
whoops the shit out of Rorschach and Night Owl. And Night Owl. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of lame how strong yeah. he is. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, like, what um, happens if the assassin just shot you first? On you Why don't you just caught the bullet? However, and then he does catch a bullet whenever yeah, However, though, the there were those sort of like urban myths of like this person can catch a bullet with their teeth or with their hands. It was magic. It was like a magic trick kind of thing. Isn't but, that like 007? 007? Catch catching a bullet, a bullet with your teeth? No, catching a bullet is a magic trick. Yeah, but people did so, the same like with their that. teeth too. Like you, well, they, they, they would do a magic trick where someone would shoot and then they would turn and have the bullet in their teeth, and it was a trick. You know, no, obviously, Andrew Veidt actually catches a bullet. Yeah, who? Huh? Oh, Ozymandias. Oh, okay, that's his character, Adrian Veidt. Uh, Adrian Veidt. I did yeah. not, I, of Veidt Industries. I heard Asian Veidt. I literally Jesus heard. Christ. I'm not joking. That was not a callback. That's bad. <laughs> I, heard I didn't realize how racist he was. It's a huge issue. Yeah. A, I wonder if it's a genetic thing. Damn. Tweet us it's, right it's now. No, we established. I, I hope not. It's not. No, we established it's not. Tweet us right now. Did you hear Asian bite? <laughs> I really thought I did. Um, um, well, what were we talking? I don't even remember. <laughs> we got so derailed. Right, we were oh no, we were talking about. I was talking about the. We're talking about Ozzy Manius is yes. OP. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just. Um, however, which is why I don't think he's the best character. Yeah, well, what's because it's that ruins it. What I, I think, think makes it, his character. It's also the reason I don't like Manhattan as much mm-hmm. is because he well, is that Superman no, thing where yeah, you're all powerful. But Doctor Manhattan, all powerful, that's lame. Is much more limited by his personality. Yes, he is all powerful, but yeah. most of the time he's not using those powers. Yeah. I would argue that Doctor Manhattan doesn't even think he's more powerful than anybody else. He's just. I don't think he cares. But like within the context. <coughs> Yeah, um, he doesn't have penis envy. He's just like a he guy that he's he not thinking about things. He also, has, does make he also has a huge penis. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, his lack of penis envy is what has freed his karmic third mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Little did they know you Literally, don't need if pills. We could, if we could get beyond that, yeah. we would we would elevate as a as a, a race. Yeah, we the all third eye has opened. Oh god! I'll just walk around naked. All, all your sense of ego in relation yeah. to your penis. Yeah, I mean, is well, actually, no, I have the biggest penis. How it is like a Garden of Eden type of thing. Like he has no shame. Like. Why does this matter? Yeah, exactly. He's not without human. his humanity. Yeah, he's not he doesn't human, yeah. care about stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, but I do well, want to say one more thing about Ozymandias, which is, and you only really get it in the comic book and uh, God dang it, Alt Shift X X. I can never remember the last part. Alt Shift X reminded me of it too, though, which is excuse me, which is that the Black Freighter is going adjacent to all the stuff that's happening mm-hmm. and giving us a character that is trying to get to his goal and willing to do anything to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ozymandias is doing. And that character cannot live with himself in the end. And Ozymandias also has... He's proud of himself at the end. He doesn't. He's, he's yeah, not, he's though. He literally screams, if you, I did it. <laughs> but yes, but if you read, he's also is like feels isolated. He is not happy. He yeah. says, I, I will feel those deaths. Like, he he is not... In the movie... I mean, he says that. In the sure. movie, I think he comes off more as well, a dick. I he think he's not written He still says the well. same thing, but... But, yeah, I still feel like he's proud of himself. No, he's he's, like, he's happy to take on he's this He's proud of himself, Because but, it feeds, yeah. like, his ego. He thinks... But, he wants to be Alexander the Great. He wants to be... No, he this, wants to be better than Alexander well, the Great. Well, yeah. The thing is, he, he feels wants like to be this huge hero. He feels like he saved humanity. That's what it is. That's right. why, once again, Dr. Manhattan, well, in the movie at least, That's he's just, like... He saved from nuclear I didn't war, even yeah. do this, but I'll take the burden. Which I don't or care. Or post, uh, postponed it. Whereas for yeah, Ozymandias, yeah. taking on the burden just fuels, like, his fame and his ego, I feel like. Well, let me talk about the comedian because we've talked about all the other ones. But the comedian, to me, he's the character out of all the characters who most knows who he is. Maybe Ozymandias also knows who he is. I don't is. know about that. Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah, Rorschach. No, Rorschach sure. is literally the okay. one who is like, so, I will never not be 
All right. Well, then right. Rorschach. Well, but Rorschach also makes decisions that go against his his compass sometimes. So the comedian the comedian knows who he is. He's Rorschach not actually. I don't admires know. Him because yeah, of that. he's not well, he's not going through a crisis. There is that part where but, he goes to his old nemesis. He does I think go he out. is going to. Sits crisis. on the bed and says and just starts bawling. Well, he's because he knows the truth about what's going on with Adrian Veidt. Uh, yeah, with, with, and that's why he's doing that's that. Right. But I think that he knows earliest on because it does those flashbacks to to uh, Night Owl and him. And Night Owl's very disturbed about what's happening with the protests and all that stuff. And comedian's like, dude, this is what it is. Like, the comedian has already, he's very cynical and jaded already, like early on. And I think that Rorschach comes to that. I think that he is like that pretty, pretty early, like, this is just what the world is, man. Like that's I mean, he the comedian. Yeah, the comedian. It worse, though. He, he does make the world he's, worse. He thinks he's part of the world. Yeah, he's. I mean, just, that guy literally well, his, shoots a knocked up girl in Vietnam. Yeah, that he he got knocked up. Well, his, and his didn't give a shit. What is his thing? His thing is like the world is a joke. Like this is all this is all a joke. Yeah, yeah like and tells Manhattan you could have stopped me from doing this. Doesn't he? What does he say? He says like you know something's the biggest punchline is like I don't know like trying to take things seriously like thinking that any of this matters or something like that like. Um, but then I think that, yeah, I guess he is going through somewhat of a crisis because he has that persona, but then he is kind of messed up by Ozymandias what Ozymandias is doing. He doesn't like that. Yeah, obviously. And um, so then he's kind of like, well, it's all a joke, but I don't like that. Like, that's not funny to me, you know? So I think that is the one. That I mean, I, he's kind of like the, I feel like he's kind of like the veteran with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Also, like, oh man, he represents like a Vietnam vet. Yeah, because oh, at times man. he's very confident in what bad. he's doing. He's like, "This is what I have to do," and then at other times yeah, yeah. he's breaking down yeah, and he's like, "That's a good point." Do, he does have remorse. I feel like Rorschach never has remorse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rorschach Comedian is a little more human, I would say, because he's yeah. very confident on the outside, but then yeah, when he's yeah alone or with that one guy, what's mm-hmm. his name? Morlock. I forget. I forget his yeah. name. But um. A Murloc? What is it? Yeah, I think it's like Russian. His best friend's a Murloc. Moloch? <laughs> Moloch. Yeah, no, there's, there's a scene yeah, where he's talking about, like, all the shit he's done. And he's like, but that was war, man. Like, he's trying to justify it. It's like, we had to do it. That was war. It's different. There's a comedian. He's Rorschach. a very... A comedian actually had human relationships. Yeah. Rorschach doesn't... Rorschach is a full on like sociopath well because yeah. comedian compartmentalizes it yeah and Rorschach it, it does not but well because Rorschach is just who he is he does tell him uh, Night Owl that he's his friend or what, what does he say Rorschach yeah Rorschach he's like no yeah that's yeah. Rorschach also like Night Owl is his like tied to the rest of humanity as yeah. well yeah and um, that's before that's the last person he really had a relationship with before he turned into Rorschach yeah, and I'd say that Night Owl's the only person who mourns Rorschach's death. Oh yeah. no, for sure. For in the sure. in the movie, he's the only one that cares. And the movie, in the comic book, he does not. Uh, he doesn't go. even care. In well, the comic book, he doesn't even know. He's he not there. Uh, in the comic book, it's just one on one. Him and Silk Spectre leave, and mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan blows him up. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan kills. But we'll, let's talk about the ending in a second. But the comedian, I wanted to say one more thing was, uh, God dang it, now I lost it. He, um, so yeah, Vietnam vet represents that kind of character. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a really well done character, but obviously evil. I mean, it's yeah, but uh, comedian. But, uh, he rapes somebody and he kills a pregnant woman yeah. in Vietnam. Yeah, like he's he's an evil. awful person, dude. And during the riot, there was riots yeah, in the street. He's enjoying hurting people who are peacefully yeah, protesting. Well, that's just who he is, though. Okay, well, yeah. So yeah, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> but Alan Moore does a good job of even that character. You know, a villain in another comic book would just be an unexplainable villain or whatever. But to say that he's like a Vietnam vet 
who, you know, who knows what he went through before that. I'm not saying Vietnam vets are rapists and stuff like that, but the PTSD explains some yeah, of his no, erratic but, behavior. But there are things to kind of justify his, his behavior. like descent down. And his involvement with the American government. Yeah. Like he, oh, yeah, he's, he's had an to do, agent of the American yeah, he's had to do like covert operations. He prevents Watergate from being discovered in the Watchmen universe. And like, he yeah, shuts down right. like... He shoots it's, JFK. It's in the movie, in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. That was it's a nice touch. I do think that was a nice touch. I like that. And it's mentioned that he was in charge of like shutting down communist uprisings in like South America and stuff like that. Yeah. He, he did goes anything. In, yeah, all the astroturfing and stuff in South America, that was just community. Yeah. In this universe. Which ties in well to his character. To be like, you know, we're, we're shaping global politics. Like, okay, it's all a game. It's all yeah. just fun. Like, whatever. I, 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 I can, that's I can make a country have a revolution. Who cares? It's fun for him to do these things. Yeah. And that's why he does them. Um, and then you have his character on, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's character on The Walking Dead, which I think is not nearly as good. Yeah. Uh, he's just a straight up asshole. Yeah, yeah, he's just pure evil. I don't think no the comedian is wholly evil because if he were wholly evil, he wouldn't have like remorse. Yeah. Or like what Adrian Biden well, I'm saying, like that. He would be... You know, if if he was a, in any other comic, he would have no redeeming like any qualities that we could be like, oh, we feel sorry for him, that kind of thing. Like he's he's, he's a well written character, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I say so. Um, like he so tries the, to rate the first Silk Spectre, but by the end, like you realize yeah. that the she doesn't really care. Or whatever. It's weird. Well, she goes back, well, and, but yeah, that I think is back. Alan Moore doing a good job of doing like a product of their time type of thing because I mean at that time. Uh, you know, a man making sexual advances like that on a woman, we, we, you know, we call it straight up rape. She would call it like, oh, you know, we went too far. He went too far. And like, you know if what she I mean? had like, tried to complain about that's it, how, nothing would really happen. Right. Like, but at that time. But women of that True. time have that sort of outlook. I it's, think, yeah. In the book, they're products yeah. of their society. Yeah. Hooded Justice comes in and beats the shit out of the comedian. Yeah. But then at the end, he was just like, put something on or something. Listen like, to. Right uh, after she almost got raped, I'm like, damn. Listen to uh, your favorite character sucks where four men talk about what women in the 60s felt like <laughs> not even in the 60s it was the 60s this is right? Minutemen. this is back in the 40s okay or before that because listen to us explain what women in the 40s thought and uh, felt um but anyway um in alan moore in an alan moore comic book yeah like wow, we're, we're so, so far removed from like even having a fe- no feminine female. presence yeah, yeah no female influence was yeah, yeah unfortunately how's it going folks Usually I say I'm sorry for interrupting the podcast, but this time I am not sorry. And that's because for the first time in Your Favorite Character Sucks, we actually have a real sponsored advertisement. Not a character, not a silly, improvised, nerdy ad, but a real ad, a real partnership with a comic book store here in Houston. So listen up. Looking for last-minute holiday gifts or a good comic series to curl up with during one of Houston's rare cold fronts? Third Planet can help with that. Third Planet has provided Houston's comic community with a wide selection of comics, gaming, collectibles, vintage Disney, and more for 44 years, making them the oldest comic shop in the United States. Pop on over to their Facebook page so you can keep up with the latest news, newest merchandise, events, sales, and holiday hours. Mention that you heard this ad on Your Favorite Character Sucks between now and Christmas Eve, and you can get 10% off any one regular priced item. This offer excludes CGC books and hot toys. And y'all, even beyond the holidays, Third Planet Sci-Fi Superstore is an amazing place to go, especially with the kids. It's over at 2718 Southwest Freeway, right next to a bunch of other amazing restaurants, shops, and one of my kids' favorite parks, Levy Park. I can tell you right now that during our holiday break, we're definitely going to be going to the park, getting some lunch, and spending a lot of time at Third Planet Sci-Fi Superstore. Check out their Facebook and go to their store today. Alright, back to the show. Our characters, how they respond to the end, comedian doesn't really get there, but um, Dr. Manhattan, 
he has a he is responsive that it's it's too late to do anything. So why do something, right? It's not that it's too late. Time has no. But doing something would not help. Wouldn't help. He does acknowledge that uh, there are like he doesn't agree with Ozymandias. He does not think that you should kill a few to save many. But he feels that it's already happened. So. Oh, the well. thing is, yeah, he's the only guy who has the, the power to, like, change that, too, yep. which sucks. So instead of thinking that a few, that killing a few is better than killing many, he he's saying that, like, the truth is not as important as peace. Yeah. You know, so he's saying, I've, who cares about yeah. the truth? We want, we need peace. So, yeah. And uh, Rorschach obviously does not agree with that. He, he thinks He thinks that the truth. I and, we were talking about the uh, actor. One of my favorite scenes, I think, is when... Dr. Manhattan kills Rorschach. Yeah. And he, so when he like takes so off the good. mask and he's yeah. telling him to do it, oh, that scene is, do it! yeah, that scene is do very it! good. Like, All right. Yeah. Most badass character. I think Rorschach's got to be the most the badass character. Too, he's such a badass. He's so cool. I think that, uh... It's hard to say because oh, I feel like fucking I think all three of our characters are badass, and then Night Owl's just a giant piece well, of no, shit. Well, no, Night Owl is not meant to be bad. That's the point. He's yeah. the foil to all the badassery. Yeah, he's the exact opposite of everybody. Always very uncertain about the line between his normal life and his superhero life. I feel he's like, basically the touchstone of humanity. Like, and the thing is, he has to go through that period of growth where he goes from being a superhero and then to not. But he's he's just like. Pure normal human, but that's the thing. Whereas I feel like all of us have our touches of humanity, what is which it? are interesting to see. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Night Owl is a human who is a superhero. The superhero Jackie never... Jackie Earl Haley is the guy who plays Rorschach. And, yeah, that's right. And he's in, he's the bad guy in uh, the Tick and other stuff. And he does a really preacher. good job, and he's in Preacher. Yeah. Man, I love his character on Preacher. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I gonna say? The other thing I need, I want to do, but real quick because I don't want to forget, is we keep talking about Alan Moore, but also the artist who draws Watchmen, also unparalleled, Dave Dave Gibbons. Yeah. Dave. Um, and really, the thing about the reason that they call this movie unfilmable, the reason they said that you could not film Watchmen, is because of Dave Gibbons. Really, because he does so many things with the medium of graphic novel that you can't really also, do. It's a very traditional nine panel format. Yeah, but he does amazing things like uh, you. There's a part where the black freighter, where like a dude's head has been broken open because the guy has to eat. There's only one guy left on the boat. He has to eat to survive. So he breaks open one of his old friend's heads and like is eating the brain, scooping it out. The worst the, part of the human being, ve- by the way. Yes. Very next panel is Night Owl talking, Night Owl 2 talking to Night Owl 1. And Night Owl 1 is scooping the seeds and stuff out of a yeah, pumpkin. Yeah. And the visual juxtaposition is so beautiful. And then um, what's Alt, Alt, uh, God dang it, Alt Shift X? All delete, all control delete. You've said it thirty times already. No, I've said it wrong thirty times. (laughs) Yeah, I've never once gotten it right. Yeah, that's true. What All Shift X points out is that there was a panel that's talking about parallels or something like that. There's a there's a whole part that's talking about parallels, and literally the two pages are parallel to each other. Like David Gibbons just does some. I mean, yeah, you know, Alan Moore sending him the writing, and then Dave Dave uh, is like. Oh, cool. It's about symmetry. I'll make the next two pages similar. Like, that's well, really neat. I don't want to comment Who knows on how the that goes. process because I was not there and involved. Well, I do. I'll just what I want to say. Dave Gibbons, get, he should get credit for Watchmen being I'm great. I'm sure there was some sort of direction given. You think that's given? out of the mind of him or out of direction the given? Dave Gibbons. Uh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I just got back. Sorry, I was away for a moment. Yeah. I'm back now. Hey. Sorry, I cut the. Uh, I I edited that. 
Uh, they laughed really hard and it, it made the mic mess up. It messed up the mic, and so I had to cut that. Silence, like six seconds of everybody just sitting here. Nobody I had to speaking. cut I didn't it. Even hear what he said. So yeah. and I had to cut it, and I edited it back when Matt came back. Sexy Matt literally blanked. Yeah. Matt peed on himself. He had to go change his pants, so that's why he came back. No. Which Matt? Sexier Matt. Ah, okay. so you? Yeah, yeah me. Ah. Um, all right. Um, coolest character? I say Rorschach. Most like badass, like the one that I'm like up there with the. Community. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Baseline does some cool stuff too. Yeah, but his is more like a grotesque. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I say Rorschach. You say Rorschach. I agree, yeah, for sure. What do y'all think? Sure. What do you think? Huh, Adrian Veidt. He's stuck. You think? Uh, I think Adrian Veidt in terms of like Ozymandias is cool, like coolest. I mean, yeah. Like most badass. You think he's the most badass? Uh, well, okay, let's define badass. You know, it's like the uh, Jason Statham in a movie. Like he's like, so, yeah, martial arts. And like, I'm kidding. Like, so yeah, Adrian Veidt. <laughs> the character that you like when he says a line, you're just like, damn, that was good. Like, or he does something, you're like, man, that was cool. Like the guy that like walks away from an explosion so, doesn't like, look back. So Mason, then. So you are a better night owl than I ever was. <laughs> no. <laughs> something like that. Like, like wow, that's such a simple like when the, when the police are line. when the police are breaking into Rorschach uses a spray can to like oh, yeah, a, right. a lighter that's so he badass fights his way out of and he fights his way out army of cops yeah. coming into the yeah building. okay so you know what's more badass than all that the guy who easily dispatches of that guy plus his longtime partner yeah, with no one. discernible effort literally just handles the two of them not but that's why it's not badass because it was so easy it was so easy all right so all right so Rorschach most badass character um. My character just turns that man to dust. But that's oh, true. He can't. You be not effect. But also, but Superman, Nobody. Superman is not bad at. Like, no, he, he turns him into dust. Is not turned, bad at. Oh yeah, literally okay. dust that guy. He goes like he didn't even dust him. He turned him into meat. He blew him yeah. to bits. Yeah, there was blood and stuff yeah. splattered. Because dusting him wouldn't happen for Doctor Manhattan. And also, have the same amount of molecules oh, yeah. in a dead body uh, as a living body. Yeah. Also, another good line. That was a good line. Dave Gibbons, the like color palette too like oh, no, the like pinkish red blood like on the white snow beautiful you mean just bean bean juice no. bean juice human bean juice human, uh, human bean juice okay um most three-dimensional is gonna be tough because these characters are very complex um i i think that the most three-dimensional is nine l2 not even joking i really? say comedian no nine l2 is the only one who changes throughout the entire series he does have an arc okay no, he's. I think that's. I think that's important to three dimension. I think someone who goes through growth that is an. If art, you think yeah. about like Rorschach, he has that one pivotal point, and then he's just. Yeah. From what you see in Watchmen, he is just Rorschach, and everything that he does can be predicted based upon how he is. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably similar for comedian too, because comedian but, always acts as an. He's basically just an agent. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For comedian, it's a little different because we're he's dead at time. the very beginning. We're only seeing flashbacks, so it's hard yeah. to I'm see. You only hear what you want to hear. Huh? Huh? Nothing. Um, but even I, Doctor Man, you, do, you already I, know what Doctor Man's going to do because he says it himself. But Rorschach he can't change anything. I would say even Doctor Manhattan has more he depth does. than Rorschach. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Really? So. Okay. Because, like I said, you get you get tiny glimpses of his humanity, even though it's not there most of the time. Like when he goes for the interview and he starts finding out that his loved ones are getting cancer from him. That's a lot, oh, yeah. obviously. There's, there's he thinks that they are. Yeah. Instead of just being like deadpan and not caring, he actually gets very upset and freaks out and has to flee the planet. Yeah. And it's like those tiny moments that you realize like he is still a human. In even there. even when he says, I'm tired of this world, being tired is an aspect of humanity. Yeah. So he says he's tired of humanity, but if you yeah. really were, then you wouldn't even be 
it would just you'd be unfazed yeah rorschach though has so many of those elements that explain his character and i think that is part of a three-dimensional character is understanding why they make the decisions they make it's not just for no reason it's not arbitrary it's like they have a they have a past that that has made them who they are so even you know even if he's a person who's set in their ways there are people that exist like that you know um but i'm just saying he becomes it becomes pretty one track just who he is I mean, and that track is what... It's badass, him, yeah. yeah. It's what makes him yeah, badass. I mean, that his, is what puts his line is exactly. never compromise. Yeah, like, yeah. he he will not divert from his, his singular path. Even what he, it, even That's all he's got left even, is to not compromise. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. his methods and the, the things he do aren't always good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't... I mean, I guess he's one of those you fight evil with evil type people, but a lot of people wouldn't well, Evil at all any means. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Which is interesting because he's not willing to kill, you know, many or few for many, right? Yeah. Um, and he's also so not like, supports means. like Nazis and things like that within the. Does it, so what do you when, what, what do you see? Where was that? I don't remember that that he's that he is fine with Nazis and stuff. Yeah. did he say something about fascists that or what? Yeah, I think he said. Um, I know for a fact that because I just read this like from the original Minutemen. Like, yeah, they they always make like little mentions and things like that like he's like well hooded justice like, supports like the Hitler Youth or something. Or they made some statements about like. Oh, I think I remember like that. that. I do and remember I'm that. Like, okay, and then so the thing that uh, about which is Warcraft great because he was in the forties. When right? they when they raid his apartment, they note that they find a lot of right wing like literature and things but amongst his. Do like, there is that planted? Yeah. Also, question. doesn't he excuse like the comedian? Yeah, he he thinks the comedian did good. He was a good person. He says he was a patriot. Which is something he values. So he excuses comedians. That sounds very, fascist. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh. exactly. He's he like, was a good soldier and a good American. He's like, like yes, he, he did he that bad stuff, but yeah, it was in the service of his country, so it's okay. Which is weird because I don't really understand where he got those ideas of like patriotism and stuff from because America was never there for him, like realistically, right? Yeah, but there are a lot of people like that that are like uh, uber patriotic and just never. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd say most of those people are not well served by their country but they're still devoted to it like a lot sure. of poor yeah. white nationalists like I said in terms of like uh, three dimensional I, I, I do think it is nine out of one because he's the only one that uh, actually experiences like change he's the only one who's capable of experiencing change so yeah. the first because Rorschach yeah well, one or two Hollis Mason also because they're both they're mirrors of each other yeah. if you read like the things that cause uh, Hollis to abandon his superheroes was he, he got to his mid 40s he looks around sees people like Adrian Veidt and all the younger guys he's like what am I doing here still dressing up like a superhero and then he just retires because yeah. it's about moving on through yeah. he no longer has a use for that superhero identity and it's the same with Night Owl yeah because once he reaches that midway point it's just a little more I don't aggressive think, yeah I think you're right I don't, I don't think there's a consensus though about who's the most complex it's just they're all good yeah. they're all really well done um, I, I think that the reason why I just feel like Night Owl is is because he's the most relatable mm-hmm. it's too difficult to get inside the head of someone who's a literal sociopath like Rorschach who is non-human but with some human facets like Dr. Man or who's actually just a psychopath not a sociopath mm-hmm. like the comedian because they're just so removed from what humanity is yeah. whereas Night Owl is just the only human or the only well fleshed out human I think essential to the plot like if these characters did not they drive the plot the most you know Adrian Veidt is the only it would be it would be uh, Ozymandias and probably Rorschach or... I would say it's only Adrian Veidt if you remove every other superhero from it because that's his point is once he removes all the heroes then he goes forward with the plan so Adrian Veidt is the only thing that 
moves like behind the scenes the whole plot. But forward. I was talking about the plot of the story Watchmen, not his plot to destroy to, to do what then he it would does. Still be it would be him. He's definitely essential. But then the other character that's essential has got to be the person who's like most looking. You're saying for him. if a question is asked, yeah. then there has to be like a call to respond. Yeah, so that would be. Rorschach. So I think Rorschach might be out of the characters we chose. Might be the most plot driving, most essential to the plot. Um, I think Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan is not. He's an obstacle to the plot. But I think some of the most interesting things that happen in the story happen to Dr. Manhattan. Like the whole the, – the part where it's showing past, present, and future at the same time and he's on Mars. Like that's that's yeah. some of the coolest – I like that's that. Insane. That's some of the coolest parts yeah. of anything. And they, that, they did that really well in the movie. No, that's one thing they the nailed speech, in the movie. The speech he gives to Silk Spectre when he's like revealing her parentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But explaining that as terrible as it is, it's still just a miracle that she is who she is. Yeah. That part is yeah. That's why he goes All right. back. Here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to say, and that's another glimpse of his humanity. He wouldn't give a shit about that. That's the only reason. But he, he still loves back. her. Yeah. A majority of us said most badass Rorschach. I think most interesting, most intriguing. I think Doctor Manhattan is, is most interesting. Yeah, it's a very complex. I'm, 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 I'm very interested in him, and I like to. I, I he's the only one that I want to know more. Yeah, about. I do remember. Also, Doctor Man is literally like a pedophile. What? Oh, because he's yeah. So it's because he's like, like 68 oh, yeah, yeah. years old. Oh my lord! And he was like thirty. That's something I did not think about. Jeez. I do remember. So, so you guys are supporting the pedophile if you vote for Doctor Man. I do remember when I was reading the graphic novel. I did want to read more about Doctor Man. Yeah, like his so story, intriguing. his past, if, his everything. If the whole thing had been that past future thing, I would love it. And him slowly appearing every once in a while, like artist, like from an artistic standpoint. Well, you're always the outlier. No, it was very well done. We had three to one on Rorschach, badass. It was very well done, but I was trash. On the whole, it's just night out. Not uh, according to the plot. No, I, I agree. Not people just, not people just used him for the ship. That was it. There's but no, no I think. Yeah, I think out. the reason he's in it is to be another cool take on a hero, like another Alan Moore trying to make a hero realistic. And I, mean, I think that's awesome. I do. Th- uh, yeah, they can still be a great character regardless of. But yeah. these are just categories. You just categorize. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, coolest owl dude. <laughs> I guess night owl. Terrible. Too. I think what we're all saying Terrible. is uh, there's no cooler suit than your birthday suit. So. Yeah. What is that analysis though? No. <laughs> so yeah, Ozymandias would be the biggest driver of the plot because of what he does. Of and since he's not one of the characters, I guess it would have. I guess what we're saying is it's the comedian because he's the one who finds out about it, right? Uh, he's the biggest driver of the plot. I feel because, like we're. Well, his, I feel like his we're death is the thing that starts all the. Comics. Oh yeah, but there's no. a reason that he died within the first two minutes. And yeah, but then they all the characters are talking about him later. He's no, that. He's that no. past you can't forget. He's still, yeah, he's still very important. I'm They're kidding, referring yeah. to him throughout the entire story. Yeah. yeah so. All right, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Comedian is the mm, best character. Wait, no, that's uh, no, I don't think that's no we do have to uh, decide now. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a countdown because this is the most, not the best way to do it, but the most. No, it is. It's the most way that we've done it so far. No, it's the best way. Yeah, wait, okay. is this the, uh, this the is countdown. tradition. This is the tradition. This is a tradition. This one is actually. And this is yeah. one that, yeah, it's like uh, it's like Columbus Day. Like it's something that we. We should honestly I reconsider. Like we can reconsider it, honestly. It's a, it's a regrettable decision, but yeah. we're sticking to yeah. it. It's like calling Native Americans Indians. It's like... It's, Nobody does that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, we should stop doing this. Okay, done. <laughs> All right. Three. <laughs> two. One. Rorschach. Not even Night Owl 2. Just Dan Driver. So, in case you're keeping track, Rorschach was said by three people. And you, it sounded like we were speaking in one voice. We were. It was very, that was very Dr. Manhattan. But second place, Rorschach. Dan Driver. Night Owl 2. Y'all going to join me in this barbershop quartet? Rorschach. Don't think so. so. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, number two, Dan Driver. Right. Dan Driver is number two. Comedian didn't make it, and neither did Doctor Manhattan. So, which honestly, I think Doctor Manhattan is number two. Doctor Manhattan is definitely number two. Yeah. He would have been my number but two. He's not. If we were doing rank, if we were doing, if we were doing rank choice voting, he'd yeah. be the vice president. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. that's not how we do it. So. All right. Um, so Night Owl two, second place. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.